Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today in Business, from Wired. The ongoing collapse of the world's aquifers. When humans overexploit underground water supplies, the ground collapses like a huge empty water bottle. It's called subsidence, and it could affect 1.6 billion people by 2040. By Matt Simon. When California's economy skyrocketed during the 20th century, its land went the other direction. Because of the booming agricultural industry in the state's San Joaquin Valley, combined with these punishing droughts, it caused the state to extract too much water from the aquifers. And just like huge, empty water bottles, the aquifers crumpled, and that's a phenomenon geologists call subsidence. By 1970, the land had sunk as much as 28 feet in the valley, and that caused some less-than-ideal consequences for the humans and infrastructure above the aquifers. But see, the San Joaquin Valley was geologically primed to collapse. But it's not the only one. All over the world, from the Netherlands to Indonesia to Mexico City, geology is conspiring with climate change to sink the ground under our feet. More droughts mean more draining of the aquifers, and rising sea levels make sinking land way more vulnerable to flooding. According to a recent study published in the journal Science, in the next two decades, 1.6 billion people could be affected by subsidence, and the losses could be in the trillions of dollars. Michelle Sneed, she says that subsidence has been neglected in a lot of ways because it is slow-moving. You don't recognize it until you start seeing damage. Michelle is a land subsidence specialist at the U.S. Geological Survey and co-author on the paper. And she says the land sinking itself is not a problem. But if you're on the coast, it's a big problem. If you have infrastructure that crosses long areas, it's a big problem. If you have deep wells, they're collapsing because of subsidence. That's a problem. Okay, so for subsidence to become a problem... You need two things, the right kind of land and an overexploited aquifer. Aquifers hold water in between bits of sand, gravel, or clay. And when the amount of clay in an aquifer is particularly high, the grains arrange themselves like plates, just thrown haphazardly in a sink. They've basically got random orientations, and the water fills in the spaces between the grains. But if you start pulling water out of an aquifer, those spaces collapse and the grains draw closer together. And Michelle says those plates rearrange themselves into more like a stack of dinner plates that you put in your cupboard. It takes a lot less space, 
obviously, to stack the plates that way. And so that's the compaction of the aquifer system that then results in land subsidence at the surface. But wouldn't pumping more water back into the aquifer force the clay plates back to their random spacey orientations? Unfortunately, no. And Michelle says it'll press those grains apart a little bit. You'll get a little bit of expansion in the aquifer system represented as uplift on the land surface, but it's a tiny amount. We're talking maybe three quarters of an inch of movement. She says they're still stacked like the plates in your cupboard. So now we've got a double-barreled problem. The land has sunk and it won't reinflate. And the aquifers won't hold as much water as they once did because they've compressed. And that's an important point, says Michelle, as places around the world, including California, are starting to use aquifer systems as managed reservoirs. The compaction of them prior to now has reduced their ability to store water. So as we all know, the human population is growing, and the more it does, the more intense the droughts caused by climate change, and that puts more stress on water supplies. So land is subsiding all over the world. Some parts of the Indonesian capital of Jakarta, for instance, are sinking as much as 10 inches a year, all while the seas are rising around it. Models estimate that in just three decades, 95% of North Jakarta could be underwater. The situation is so dire, Indonesia is planning to move its capital. But scientists haven't modeled global risks of subsidence until now. To build their model, Sneed and her colleagues scoured the existing literature on land subsidence in 200 locations worldwide. They considered those geological factors, like high clay content, and topology, because subsidence is more likely to happen on flat land. And they factored in population and economic growth, data on water use and climate variables, and they found that planet-wide subsidence could threaten 4.6 million square miles of land in the next two decades. Now, that's just 8% of Earth's land, but humanity tends to build big cities on the coasts, and coasts are prone to subsidence. So they estimate that in the end, 1.6 billion people could be affected. The modeling also found that worldwide subsidence exposes assets totaling a gross domestic product of $8.19 trillion, or 12% of global GDP. Now, it's true that gradual subsidence isn't as destructive as a sudden earthquake or volcanic eruption, but Gerardo Herrera-Garcia says it will cause these indirect effects or impacts that in the long term can produce either damages to structures or infrastructure or increase floodable areas in these river basins or coastal areas. Herrera-Garcia is a geoscientist at the Geological and Mining Institute of Spain, and he's the lead author on the paper. Subsidence is uniquely sensitive to climate change, at least indirectly. On a warmer planet, droughts are longer and more intense. Herrera-Garcia says this is very important because no matter the amount of annual rainfall you have, the most important issue is that you have a prolonged drought period. Dry reservoirs will force cities to pump even more water out of their aquifers, and once you collapse the structure of an aquifer by neatly stacking those plates of clay grains, there's no going back. For the 1.6 billion people potentially affected by subsidence, and that's just by the year 2040, mind you, the consequences could be pretty dire, leading to both water shortages and the flooding of low-lying land. It's definitely very startling results, says USGS coastal geologist Patrick Barnard, who studies subsidence but wasn't involved in this work. He says, especially coastal megacities. Most of the megacities are, in fact, coastal, so it really highlights the issue in relation to coastal flooding. 
and urban populations are booming. According to the United Nations, nearly 70% of humans will live in cities by 2050, and that's up from the current 50%. Over the years, humanity has liked to build cities where rivers empty into the sea, and that's the perfect place for subsidence to happen. Way back in the day, a long, long time ago, these rivers deposited sediments that were loaded with the clay that humans like to build their cities on top of. And Roland Bergman says the areas that are at high risk are in those kinds of settings near the outlets of river deltas and where you have low-lying, flat sedimentary basins near coasts. Roland is a University of California Berkeley geophysicist, and he studies subsidence, but he wasn't involved in this new work either. And if you're an inlander and you think you're safe... Think again. You can actually find this problem inland, too, like in Mexico City. Mexico City is built right on top of the sediments of a former lake, and it's now suffering from subsidence. And it's not just water. Cities built on landfill are sinking, too, because the material settles. Like in the Bay Area megalopolis, some areas are sinking as much as a third of an inch a year. Modeling estimates from researchers at Arizona State University and UC Berkeley say that by the end of the century, as much as 165 square miles of the Bay Area could be inundated as the land sinks and the sea rises. And if that's not enough, subsidence gets even trickier because its effects can vary dramatically over short distances, depending on factors like local clay composition or which side of an earthquake fault the land happens to be on. So this new global study is great for determining risk on a large scale. But scientists will still have to investigate subsidence with a finer focus. This kind of model represented here lays the groundwork for identifying the areas that are at higher risk, according to Arizona State University geophysicist Manusher Shirazai, who studies subsidence and peer-reviewed the new paper. He says, and then we deploy monitoring tools and methods to come up with very high-resolution measurements. Now, to get this more localized data, researchers map a landscape using lasers fired from an aircraft and combine that with information from satellites that shoot radar at the ground to determine how quickly it's sinking. So, what do we do? Well, really, the only way humanity will be able to stave off subsidence is to stop overexploiting aquifers. And that's a pretty tall order on a planet that's warming so quickly. Aquifers will be depleted one way or another, says Shirzai. It's not possible to ask people who are in need of fresh water to stop using groundwater because it causes subsidence. So the bigger picture is, what are the adaptation strategies? Hmm, well, that could mean elevating buildings on lands that are subsiding and flooding. It could mean relying more on desalinating seawater, even though that's super energy intensive, and so it's very expensive. Or cities might follow in the footsteps of Los Angeles, which is modifying its streets to collect precious rainwater. At the end of the day, subsiding cities are up against unstoppable physical forces. And Michelle Sneed says, geology is geology. We can't do anything about that. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.